Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, my name is Paul Eastman. I'm a pastor in a church in downtown Hamilton in uh, Ontario, Canada. The passage I want to speak on today is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It's a well-known passage. Perhaps you recognize it. I'm going to read it now. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. The title for my message is, You Are Important to God. That's you. You're important to God. Dear listeners, Engineers are usually busy working with the physical world. They're designing real physical things in new ways. Over the last generation, uh, there has been a new engineer that has arisen, a world of engineering. It's called social engineering. These are people who are trying to design a new society. And these social engineers have been very busy. They're designing a society in which people are able to fit into new categories. People are no longer just male and female, but they are lesbian, gay, biracial, transgender, queer, two-spirited. These are a very common designation that's become the reference point for humanity, according to the social engineers anyway. They are also busy redesigning marriage saying that a man can marry a man and a woman another woman. They are redesigning parenthood. Two males can raise children. Two females can raise children. God is an engineer, too. He is the engineer, the master engineer. In the beginning, God designed and built everything. He also designed and built the social patterns for humanity. Some of the social patterns and things that God designed are more important than others, but it would seem that marriage and gender distinctions were really, really important to God. In Ephesians 5, Paul talks about the relationship between a man and a woman in marriage, and he says that really it's an image that points to something else. It points to the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. Perhaps you remember the argument of the Apostle Paul there in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, for instance, in verse 32 of that passage, of that chapter, He says, marriage is a profound mystery. And it's not really about a man and a woman. It's about Christ and his church. In other words, when God thought about how he wanted to illustrate the relationship between Christ and his church, then he said, well, what can I design in the human race as part of their social context, in order to remind them and teach them about this relationship. And God came up with the idea of marriage. And so marriage is a mystery that we cannot possibly understand until it is revealed in Jesus Christ. That makes marriage, the relationship between a man and a woman, that makes that relationship extremely important. You could say Family is a mystery, too. 
the love, care, and development we experience in our families is not really about parents and children, but it's about God and his people. In fact, this is a basic teaching in the Bible. God wants the Bible reader to come into a relationship with him and come to know that they belong to God. Luke says Adam was the son of God. That is the beginning of the human race. Our ancient forefather, Adam, is the son of God. That makes us all related to him. God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, Israel is my firstborn son. Let my son go. And everything that comes after that in Exodus 4, everything that comes after that in the Bible flows out of this relationship that God establishes with his people. They are my firstborn son. So family is really, really sacred. It's not just a place where a man and a woman experience love, where children are born and grow up. It's a place where we find our relationship with God. And as good parents have high hopes and great plans for their children, so God has high hopes and great plans for you. God reveals in the Bible something really awesome. The only true God, the creator of the universe, reveals to us that his greatest responsibility is to be a good father toward you, toward his people, because he has plans for us. For parents, their children are their highest achievement. When parents grow old and, and they lie on their deathbed, they want at their side, they call to their side, not their bosses or their employees or the members of the congregation. Those may be somewhat welcome, but the people that they want to draw to their bedside is their children. And their children will come from the other side of the world to say goodbye to mom and dad if one of them is ill. Because there is no relationship more important to a child than that which has developed with their parents. And no relationship more important to a father or a mother than that which they have with their child. Their children are their highest achievement. And you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are God's highest achievement too. You are the most important thing to him in all the world, and he'll do anything for his children. Human parents will too, but we do it poorly. God does it perfectly. He'll do anything for his sons and daughters. In Jeremiah 29, God addressed his people in exile. He had punished them for breaking his law at the time in, a, in an extreme way. He destroyed the holy city, Jerusalem, and the temple, and the enemies of God's people dragged Israel into countries they had never heard of before, forced them to settle in new towns all over the world. As God did that, he confided to his prophet Hosea that he was in agony over doing this to his people. He says, how can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. God had to punish his firstborn son, Israel, because they were so sinful. They were so rebellious to him. He had to punish them, to discipline them. And so he did, because good fatherhood requires that of God. But 
When Israel arrived in the foreign cities and villages, God waited a little while for them to settle in, and, and then he sent this letter through Jeremiah, a love letter from, from a father to his children. My children, God essentially is saying in this love letter of Jeremiah 29, my children, very soon I'll gather you in my arms and you will love me as I have always loved you. In verse 4, God says, I, I have sent you into exile. I carried you from Jerusalem to Babylon. So uh, God said, I am the one who did this. I punished you. In verse 5, God says, Now settle in, build yourself houses, plant trees, settle down in the towns where you have come. Verse 6, rebuild your families, marry Give your sons in marriage, your daughters in marriage. Increase your families. Don't allow your numbers to decrease. Verse 7, serve the communities where you are. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you, God said. And God says, I, I want you to know that I love you. I want you. I long for you. Don't let your suffering blind you to that. But instead, let it propel you back to me. For in 70 years, I will bring you back because I have plans for you. I have great plans for you. You are everything to me. There's nothing more important in all the world to me than you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Believe me, when I say this, put your faith in me, God is saying. I'm the only one who loves you. All I want is for you to love me back, to trust me. And so call on me. God ends his, this letter, verse 13 and 14, with, the, with those words. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. God is pleading with his people to love him. That's so amazing. God, God pleads with you to love him. God has proven his love. God deserves for you to love him. The creator of the universe gave his only son to become a human being born of the Virgin Mary so that he might die on the cross and conquer our enemy. Satan and death. And because of what his son did, God has now brought you into his family. You are so important to God. He does all this for you. There is nothing that he wants more than to have you. You are his pride and joy. Now go and make God proud of you. Love him. Seek him. Believe in him. Yes, he's got great plans for you. He wants to give you a future and a hope. Thank you for listening, dear listeners.